Good morning, John. Good morning, Sean. Okay, so uh, today's episode is going to be, for the first time ever, we feel compelled to do like, well, it's not really the first time. This is the first time ever we feel compelled to do a follow-up that might lead to a little bit more debate. We'll see. Uh, we've had user, user, we've had listener <laughs> responses yeah. before, and uh, but this uh, this screen time episode that we did, uh, that sparked some, uh, you know, we got some fire <laughs> <laughs> that we should address. <laughs> yes. It wasn't that bad. It was healthy. healthy it, it was healthy. Yeah, it was healthy, but uh, I was struggling. I was struggling right. with how to, uh, it was like a, a new part of like, if you're going to put content out there, and this was sort of the first time where I was getting a taste of like, oh, yeah, uh, maybe we aren't, uh, uh, you know, uh, ready for all of this. But we decided that we are. So yes. we're going to. Right. So, uh, so one feedback from a loyal listener <laughs> <laughs> was it seemed like what you were saying uh, in, the, in the episode, the screen time episode is that uh, the kids can just use their phones until their brains fall out of their ears. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that's unfortunate, because that's not what we meant to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, John, do you want to give maybe the, the, the package deal? Maybe we didn't have yeah. to do a whole episode. Can you give us a package deal of what we were trying to say? <laughs> well, first, yeah, like the, you know, if you listen to our our podcast, then we, you know, we welcome you on, or if you're a loyal listener, if you just listen once and then you hate us and you, you know, you want to come on the show and tell us how much you hate our opinions, then you're probably not welcome. But, um, I just wanted to, to say that like, okay. And then the thing about the using screens, using devices until the brains, uh, fall out of their ears. Um, which is an image that stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, if that's what we wanted to say, we should have said it because if putting it that way, you know, it's much more effective than our hour long conversation <laughs> that we had. Uh, but I would say, yeah, obviously, we're not for anything that would cause uh, children's brains to fall out of their ears, and <laughs> we wouldn't encourage any kind of behavior or activity that has that as the result, and. Um, no, and you know, and obviously, what he means is that he understood us to be saying that parents should just allow their kids to use their screens as much as they want, right? Well, and in, in fairness, uh, he he said I understood that you weren't, you know, necessarily saying that. It was just the overall sense of it. Okay, like, yeah. Right? Like the the takeaway seemed to be like very, you know, very loose uh, right. when it comes to that. Yeah, and I guess I can understand that because like. I think the overall effect of our conversation was to uh, significantly reduce the danger that's understood to be posed by screens, right? Right. So, like, if you go into listening to the, our discussion with some one sense of how dangerous it is or how harmful it is, yeah, then, like, the way we approached it, the things we talked about, the points that we made, I think all contribute to reducing that, right? And it, with the exception of some points, like we talked about, we know there are dangers associated with the internet, right, in, in particular with social media, with 
games that are designed to be addictive. I think the thing is, we talked about the dangers in a much more particular, specific way and tried to separate the sense of those dangers from the very, uh, in, you know, uh, widely encompassing concept of a screen, right? Like a, a device with a screen. Right. And this is, was actually our main point. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess it, it, I don't know, like to some degree, I think it's probably, we didn't make that clear enough. Like well, and probably something we should have said at the beginning and at the end and, and said that this is our main point and even been aware of the fact that we're reducing the, the sense of danger of screens. Right. Well, and I think the the, the other thing that uh, I realized in this conversation that we've had with each other is, is and we had another uh, uh, listener who had some pretty good feedback as well. And, and this made me realize that like, how we hear screen time as educators, yeah, it's like we hear it as like the boogeyman, right? Right. It's like the thing that any other educator or parent or administrator, who I guess <laughs> should be educators, <laughs> right? But uh, uh, they can say screen time is like dangerous, and then they can sort of shut down or, or like and they can sort of control a conversation about how education proceeds, right? And uh, and so I think like we have a real sense of how screen time is used as a boogeyman, whereas uh, and we're dealing with it all the time with many students, whereas like parents are dealing with screen time always when they use that term, it's always in particular to their kids. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I think that sort of disconnect there with how we uh, rhetorically hear the the term used versus how some parents consider the term. It created some tension and maybe misunderstanding. Right, right. And and we hear the term also used in the context of school-related activities, right? Education-related activities. Right. Exactly. At least I do. You know, like, I don't know, if, Sean, if your experience is the same way. And this is where, this is what makes one, like, like myself, <laughs> you know, aware of, of the the mistake of using this, this term and, and applying it so broadly is because parents, when they think about screen time, they're mostly thinking about when their kid is like at home, idle, bored, you know, just sort of maybe, you know, mindlessly watching videos or, or scrolling through social media or, you know, playing games and things like that. Like that's their image of screen time, which is a, an accurate image of it. And But then when, when that term is brought into the educational context, well, it's not applied to those things because... Typically, you know, it's understood that those things are not appropriate for, you know, for the school context, like in class and things like that. That's pretty clear. Not that they don't happen, you know, like in, especially in the, old, the uh, older grades. Right, yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's clearly not what the school wants, right? And clearly something that the school is going to and teachers are going to try to limit as much as possible. So it's brought into, you know, in my experience in the context of, like I said, when, when there was online learning uh, during COVID. Um, when it comes to technology in the classroom, even like having uh, computers available to the students uh, or other devices, and when schoolwork itself is moved to the, onto a computer, um, the specter of screen time is raised, right? Uh, and that's that's really what you know where I'm coming at this from, and I think that's where educationally. 
when we discuss screen time, we're not talking about what parents should be doing at home, right? right. Not really. Like, that's not really our, what our, our concern is. Um, yeah, so I think that's we're another clarification. That's context, Exactly, yeah. yeah like, yeah. In, in the classroom, in the school, or, like, homework or whatever. And I think that's really clear to us. We don't need to clarify <laughs> that for, for ourselves. But it is a, it is a uh, difference that could be there between us and our, our audience. Uh, and, yeah, that's something we should be more aware of. Well, and I think, yeah, and when we talked about the, you know, the, the meme of the, everyone sitting around. That's true, like yeah. we did, we, we did sort of jaunt into the home life there. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 oh, we, maybe, we can't be oh, held play. It was just too fun. It was too fun of right, a, a yeah. thought to, to let yeah. go. So, yeah. so if anyone um, re-listens and finds that what I just said was totally false, <laughs> that we were, <laughs> everything we were talking about. Actually, we talked about going outside, you know. Yeah, we did. We were getting into some, some, we, some yeah. theories there. Right, so, right, yeah. yeah. We did trespass into the home. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wow, I had such a good defense of us, Sean, and now you, you, you know. Yeah, it was, it was. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to give us the last word on it. Right. Yeah. But, no, that's yeah. true. That's fair. We so we didn't mind that that uh, boundary ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. it's no surprise that <clears throat> that listeners would come away, you know, with that impression too. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I was sitting there thinking, like, uh, after all the feedback, I was like, well. Really, because I, you know, I'll deal with this and, you know, we, we have, uh, at our school, uh, we take up cell phones at the start of the day or the SINs turn them in. We don't take them up. Uh, and, you know, the, <laughs> the quantity changes every day. So, I mean, it's <laughs> like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's managed in a pretty loose situation. But, uh, you know, the, the expectation is out there that like, okay, we're not going to have our phones because, right. you know, we don't need the... Um, we don't need the extra thing. We, we've got laptops. Laptops are important to like modern productivity. Like right. anyone who doesn't think that is probably just, you know, going to have to learn that later. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, right. But, uh, and realize but, that yeah, it was be, true in the past. <laughs> right. But there'll be plenty of times where like students will have their screens up uh, in class. They'll come in with screens up in class and, and I'm like, all right, I want, you know, I want the screens down. I need to, I need to see you uh, because it's, it's important for me. Yeah. Right. Like I know y'all might be able to handle it, right. <laughs> but I can't. Yeah. Right. And it's like, uh, and it's just trying to like have those conversations. And, and sometimes it's, it is like, it's frustrating. Um, but there's plenty of times where I need to be like, what are you doing on your screen? Because I get into this sort of lecture mode. I'm like, put your, you know, put your laptops, you know, yeah. put, the, put the screens down. Cause Look like, at me. I don't like you looking at a screen when I'm up here, like putting on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, but it's like, the question needs to be like, oh, you got a screen out. What are you doing on that? And it's right. like, it might be important. might, you know, and, there's a lot of times where they're like, oh, I'm, you know, looking something up. And then, and I'll challenge that, too. I'll be like, well, maybe we don't need to look it up. Maybe we think about it before yeah. we look something up. And so, I mean, all of these things, it's not like I don't want anyone to get the impression that we're and I know you, <laughs> your school. Uh, I don't know the, the policies at your school, John, but I know that, like, your students don't really have a screen. uh um not necessarily because of the school, but I think because like more of your 
the parent situation, right? Or the age more that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, more mostly the age. Um we we don't have you know, our oldest students um so far, because we're we're increasing the, the grade level each year. But uh right now our oldest students aren't really at that age yet where they're where they have phones with them all the time. You know, they might own a phone, but um, you know, they're not carrying it with them all the time and, and things like that. They haven't really started that habit. And so yeah, we don't have phones, but it's they don't even bring them to school. You know, they're at that age, and right. we have Chromebooks, and and that's really for me. You know, what I've seen is that you know the students really like the Chromebooks. You know, they really like doing things on Google Drive. We're not sponsored by Google, and you know, unfortunately, but um, uh, they they like using you know online cloud um, programs and apps and. You know, like I, they use word processing and spreadsheets and, <clears throat> you know, build little websites for different things that we have. So they're using that a lot. And, and I'm just aware of the fact that, you know, there's a, uh, an opinion out there that would see this as screen time. Right. You know. Right. And, and that's what bugs me is that this screen time has become this really negative idea and term. And, and like the fact that it can be applied to what these students are doing. I get it. You know, in some cases, it would be better if they're looking at in one another's faces and talking to one another, you know, right, or, or right. moving around the room or, or you know, writing with their hands. You know, like, I understand that, you know, it's, there is, there are some negative things about sitting in front of a screen, you know, and typing on a keyboard. But like you said, that's just modern, you know, that's, that's how people are productive these days. Yeah. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't go, you know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about what people do at work because I really don't know but but I imagine most people their work is like sitting at a computer you know um and so we shouldn't be surprised when that's you know the same thing is happening in classrooms right yeah <laughs> I guess to put a pin in it like here's two educators who tightly control screen time after school telling you not to worry about screen time <laughs> but but no in all seriousness it's like it total it just matters what you're doing like that's that's what it comes down to. Like you, yeah, re- yeah. restricting screen time in situ- certain situations is you're handicapping for no good reason. Right. Uh, I'll say that and and stand by that. Yeah, and what uh, contributes to to the difference between, in my in my opinion, the difference between handicapping for no good reason and handicapping for a good reason, is has to do with the precision of the you know idea in your mind that you're applying right and if if it's so imprecise as to just be when there's a screen present then then there's a really high risk of um unnecessary and and maybe even um you know counterproductive limitations right and that's why we're we're advocating excuse me that's why we're advocating for a more precise understanding of what that is and in my humble opinion not using the term screen time would be a step in the right direction. <laughs> you know, if we just talk about games, social media, uh, right. like uh, surfing the internet without a, you know, uh, without any clear goal or purpose or with a, you know, with a uh, bad goal or purpose. So if, we, if right. we're just more specific like that, it'll be, it'll be more useful. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. That was good. That was, I mean, I, I, that was good. I don't know if it was good. <laughs> I, I feel satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, 
So, I'm trying to leave it in a way where uh, we're hopefully like get our point through, but also, um, uh, re- you know, show respect to our listeners' point of views, which I uh, or points of view I think which are um, um, totally fair. I think, yeah, given given the the way the episode was presented, yeah. So hopefully this is satisfying for them. Hopefully, well. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I've got a really busy week coming up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can handle podcast feedback. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, let's move on to today's because today's episode is it's it's kind of the episode that's been well, it is the episode that's been in our minds from the very beginning. Um, yeah, you know, going way back to yeah. what you know. <laughs> We even recorded it ago, once or twice. Yeah. You know, we recorded about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we didn't really know how to present it because we didn't re- hadn't really developed like our dynamic yeah. uh, quite enough. And so now we're going to try it. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're going to try it from a kind of a simplified, uh, simplified version of it, and not get too into it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll just start talking. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <We'll see> what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, this is a, an allegory. It's an allegory that, uh, John, uh, thought about quite a lot. And I mean, I credit you with creating it. Uh, Thanks. Very much, uh, had not heard it, uh, anything presented quite this way. So, uh, um, and what it refers to is this sort of, uh, thinking of education as a, a path that is traveled, um, right? And so when we're when we're young people, right? If we think of like our situation of of education as a as a young person, where we haven't, you know, where you could uh, you could develop skills to become an effective hunter gatherer, or you could become develop skills to become an an effective uh, coder for you know like Google or something, right? right. Like like the human potential is just everywhere. It's, it feels like it's everywhere. And I, I think it's more appropriate at, at this kind of level and stage to just call it learning rather than education. Because education yeah, brings yeah, along yeah. with the ideas of an institution and a program and things like that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so this this place of learning, right? Which is, And it's also like there's going to be necessary things that no matter what path you take, you'll be learning. Yeah. Like you'll be learning a language, right? Right. You'll be learning how to interact with your family and, uh, you know, your community. Uh, so there's things that no matter what, you know, l- distant uh, uh, destination is, is, you know, is on the horizon. Right. Uh, there's things that, yeah, that at this learning phase are, um, that are going to be uh, pretty much ubiquitous. Right. right. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to get it. And we're all really familiar with this kind of learning because one we all have gone through it and i th- i would say we continue to go through it despite our participation in more formal and organized um uh, you know systems of learning all of right. us i i you know would guess and I, I think it's a pretty safe guess are still engaged in this uh more you know i don't know what you want to call it natural um original form of of learning uh but especially you know if you look at small children uh before they reach school age um 
mostly they learn a lot of stuff, right? Right. They develop a lot of skills. They gain a lot of knowledge. Uh, you mentioned language is probably one of the most amazing ones, which you know requires motor skill. It requires like you know a lot of different types of skills, right, to be all put together and um, and used. And um, even to the degree where it's amazing how easy it is for a young child to learn a language compared to an adult, right, to learn a new language. And um, but you know beyond language. Um, just learning a lot of social things, like you mentioned. So anyway, like children go through this, and, and there's no intentional program necessarily. Right. Uh, sometimes parents may be more or less intentional about it, or, or be more structured, more or less structured about it. But but I think it's pretty safe to say that without any program on the you know on the part of the parents, without any structure, it's still going to happen in in almost every case. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's that's the key yeah. point there, right? This is this is an image of sort of like a, a an open field, right? right? Of like where there's no set path, right? Right. But you're going to learn things just because you're out there, alive in the field, and there's there's a community there, and right. it's just like there's certain like uh, ways of uh, uh, of being that you're going to absorb, right? And you might think of okay, like if you uh, this human being in the in this field. Uh, you might say there's two possibilities: either they move or they don't move, right? They stay in one place or they start moving in a direction. And um, I think what we could say about this is that this learning happens, right? So the the child or the the, the person starts moving in a direction without any, you know, compulsion. Like no one is forcing them to. No one is right. is like telling them which way to go or anything like that. It just happens naturally. Right. So the image in the allegory is that is the image of a, I, you know, I start off saying child, but I don't even think know necessarily whether it's important or not to, you know, designate it as a child or not. Because like I said, this is a type of learning that that adults, you know, it, it's not confined to childhood. I don't think, you know, now I'm making like empirical <laughs> statements that I should be pretty right. careful about. But I guess I just want to throw this out there that that it's uh the the reason we may associate it with childhood is because that's when we actually allow people to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's sort of the larger point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to to relate. Right. Uh, that's why we say childhood. Right. And and you know and then there's going to be like, uh, then but but it's not going to be just a wide open field. There's going to be some like you know, really basic paths that yeah. are going to be easier to follow, you know, things that are, especially when it comes to expectations from others in the community, you're going to have like kind of a well-worn path towards, uh, you know, how to communicate things like manners, getting along with siblings, things like that are just, you know, you're, there's going to be paths that are like kind of, you know, tread for you and the expectations laid, but there's a lot of divergent, like there's plenty of, you know, you're you're not confined. You're not like walled in, right? As a uh, in this situation, like and, you can yeah. divert, and you might get corrected for that, or right. you can divert, and you might be, you know, find something interesting off off of the path, right? So I would say there's like there these, are clear expectations when it comes to the result, like being able to speak the language that right everyone else is speaking, but in terms of the process and how it happens really no one's even you know concerning themselves with that really you know it's uh 
Uh, it either happens so automatically. Yeah, so here, if we get too much into it, it's like a question of nature and nurture. And, you know, are we, like, wired to do things this way or programmed, you know, genetically to do things in a particular way? Or um, is it culturally, you know? So anyway, like, but the idea is that <clears throat> some kind of externally imposed structure, like what we're, you know, because obviously what we're, we're going to go to is comparing this to school. There's no school. <laughs> you know, right. I guess we can, you can, right. we can put it yeah. that way. Yeah. This would be, you know, this is uh, actually a lot when um, unschoolers uh, often point to this kind of learning and this state of learning when it, it seems that what's mostly motivating this learning is is the curiosity, just like the des- the desire to learn and the, the enjoyment of learning and plus and need, right? Like things that are actual needs that the, um, the learner himself or herself uh, is sort of like, there's a necessity of learning that thing, right? Not to say that right. that a small child thinks to himself or herself, "I need to learn this," you know, this system of sounds that everyone's using, <laughs> you know. But but there's a there's something that um, uh, necessitates that, right? Which doesn't require some other type of motivation. Um, it doesn't necessarily require some other type of motivation, like rewards or punishment and things like that. Right. Right. Okay, I don't know if we already spent too much time on that. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, let me let me move it along. Then. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think the uh, the 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 path. So basically, you're in this you know open space, and there's yeah there there's some paths, but there's no you know uh, requirements that you stay on certain paths. It's there's a lot more freedom. Yeah, you can go down the you know, develop your skills for a hunter-gatherer for quite some time. Right. But the the point is, is the way our society is is operating is, is that we, we tend to curve all of these paths around towards one bigger path that over time people tend towards. Right. Uh, uh, just from pressures of society, which is, uh, is what I'm calling a sort of like well-worn paths. Right. right? And, and, you're out there in that field and you start to pick up these paths and you notice there's other people and they all tend to be heading kind of towards the same direction. Right. And it makes sense because you're a community, you have common goals, common needs. Right. Yeah. Right. There's nothing alarming about it. Right. Uh, And so, you know, you get on uh, that path towards the, uh, you know, kind of is going to intersect with the others or, or, you know, uh, uh, combine with the others. And, uh, and then you're going along with others in this path. And, right. and, and this might be what we consider sort of like our, our I mean, this is a, it's analogous to like preschool or something, but it doesn't have to be, again, like you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's, it's analogous to any kind of spontaneous sort of group, part, group learning. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, but then, uh. But then the but then you're sort of like I think what we have to appreciate there is is that then like this community effort, which is perfectly sensible uh, for a human to undergo, right, uh, becomes less spontaneous, right? right? Yeah. Uh, that that that's that's what starts getting lost because you you proceed further down this path and then the, the community itself perhaps feels pressure to to take their path and intersect it with this, maybe we'll call it a primitive road. Right. Right. Yes. 
And then there's other communities there. And it seems like everyone's going in a certain direction. Uh, and um, uh, I, I'm hesitant to spend too much time on each one of these before we right. just jump to the jump to the so, end. So yeah, uh, so if I can I can help fast forward it yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So you know, eventually you have a road and, and then it just makes more sense. It's just more from a point of view of efficiency and use of resources uh to pave this road. And then it doesn't make any sense, you know, uh kind of for people to be uh off the road anymore to a large extent, right? Like there's a sort of collective understanding that the best place to be walking is on this smooth paved, <laughs> you know, road. Right, the easiest, the place. easiest way. So yeah. it's not that it, it doesn't make it might it doesn't make sense from the standpoint of just like efficiency. Right, right. Like if if everyone's sort of moving down this road as a community, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense right. from the standpoint of just efficiency. Right, and the, yeah, the choice between walking, you know, through the um, the woods, for example, and fighting your way through undergrowth and things like that. Versus walking on this, you know, nice, nicely paved road, the the choice between you still have a choice. Let's say at this point, right? You you can still just you you can you're still free to walk somewhere off the road, but even the personal or you know small group decision to be on the road or not is pretty easy to make. It's like okay, this road's here. It's going pretty much where we want to go. Um, there's no reason not to use it, right? And then, but if we advance, you know. Um, Further, then you can imagine this road turning into um, like a, a highway, you know, a freeway well, where it, it's harder to get on and off. Yeah. Did I skip something? <laughs> no, no. I, I just want to add something real yeah. quick. Is, is that like if you are, you're, you're still free maybe to wander off the road, but uh, it is going to feel like the community is moving along. And if there's not someone or uh, that's tight, if you're community minded and you're walking off the road, you're pre the pressure, the the tension between walking off the road and doing what you feel curious to do and uh, and joining the community is going to be very high. Right, right. And if the community is not mindful of how to manage that, then um, then that person's probably just going to like, you know, feel like he has to get back on the road. Right, right. Up. Yeah, there would be a high high social cost, high yeah. even material cost, right? In yeah. terms of what what you're doing out there might not be that appropriate to what you know the rest of the community is doing so um, and, and and i think and the key thing i want to point out is is that the reason a person would join the community on the road is not is is because that person's innately community minded right like cares about right the community and like i, I wants I gotta, to be with gotta, yeah yeah wants to be with the community. i, I got to really put that in there before we get too far yes because <laughs> <laughs> Because that's going to get beaten out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, so then proceed yeah. with your highways. Right. So the highways, you know, it develop develops into a highway, and it's not this thing now where you can just sort of, you know, step on it and step off of it. Uh, but uh, it has exits and entrances, and maybe there's more and more distance between. You know, once you go on the on ramp. Uh, you got to be on, it's like an express lane, right? <laughs> you have to yeah. be on there for a while before you even have a chance to, to exit. And, um, you know, so we could see this, basically what's happening, you know, in, in the allegory is the path is getting, it's becomes more and more difficult to do anything else, but be on the path, right? For various reasons, right? Different right. pressures are there for that. And also just the structure of the path itself makes it hard 
Because likewise, if you're off of the, the freeway, um, the opportunities to get on the freeway are less, right? Right. And, um, and there's mechanisms, too. There's mechanisms for getting on and off the freeway uh, for traveling fast. I mean, we're, we're getting to this, like, it's a, it's a matter of speed, too, right. staying with your community. Right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's good because the difference between being off the freeway and being on the freeway in terms of pace, in terms of, you know, uh, like, let's say you want to go to the same destination, but you want to do it in a slightly different way, then there's going to be this sense that you're being left behind. Now, Sean, is there anything between the freeway and the train? Because <laughs> I was going no, to go to the train. No, in fact, I next. almost yeah. feel like the train is, is we're, we're so ready for it and it's come out. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so now what we want, you know, this allegory to do is, is to see the contrast between that initial path in the open field and, you know, where we are now, which is uh, they were, the, the freeway is replaced by a railway system. Yeah. Right. And so now you have train stations, you have, um, uh, you know, a train on tracks and to, to be. It's it's trains sent by not necessarily your own community, like from a, (laughs) from a much larger, more powerful force. Right. Right. right, Obviously. Right. Yeah. And it takes probably, uh, you know, here, uh, maybe more resources to, you know, operate and maintain, you know, a train system than, than a highway system, I guess. I don't know, maybe somebody, some civil engineers will have to, <laughs> we should, we should probably to correct like, us on that. But in our imagination, yeah. that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it requires a lot, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's less about, uh, where's, oh man, it's getting the weeds, but in the highway system, uh, there's a lot of, like, enforcement of rules, whereas yeah. in the train system, you don't have to enforce the rules because you're controlling the entire right, yeah. uh, movement. Right, because yeah. the highway system depends on people to privately own their vehicles, right? Right. And right. maintain them and everything like that. That's all under their control. And also, I just want to clarify, for the, uh, in this case, these, the students themselves are driving their own cars <laughs> on the yeah. highway. <laughs> it's not their parents. Yeah. <laughs> for this to work, you know, the, in the best yeah. way. Um, yeah. So imagine, you know, like the, the 10-year-old driving his car down, you know, down the freeway or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but now... Texting. Right. Texting, <laughs> texting and driving. Because yeah. <laughs> we don't have any problem with screen time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, so now there's no driving your car to your destination, There's you know, and all of that. Um, you just go to the train station, you get on the train, and then you get off you know, at um, designated places, uh, you know, at the, at the train stations. And um, I think it's safe to say, like, you know, with a railway system, there's going to be less diversity of paths, all right, than yep. with, with, a, with a highway <laughs> system here again, you know, making a lot yeah. of assumptions. Um, but this is our, right, but this definitely is, we're making less up this allegory. From, yeah. This is a different world. less anyway. diversity from laying your own path. Right, right, right yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm saying, and this is our own world that we're making up anyway, so we, we make the right. rules. About (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, like so now you can see how you know the level of passivity of a passenger on a train as compared to the driver of a car, as compared to you know someone who is just walking and they can choose you know to be on a road or not be on a road, Um, and especially contrasting with that that original state of just being in an open field and being able to to start in 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 a direction that. that for whatever reason you're motivated to start on, right? And um, so we 
you know, feel like to understand the way our schools are now and our education system, uh, as compared to, you know, what learning is essentially is to see it as, you know, students are passengers on a, on a train rather than, you know, uh, walkers on a, on a path. Yeah. Yeah. And we could, and that train, yeah. that train's, <laughs> that train's gonna, it's gonna keep you on there until like it can't. Right. And it's gonna take you, yeah, as far along that path uh, as it can. Right. Until you have to get, until it has to get you off. <laughs> until right. it has to remove you from the train. Right. Yeah. Even with the and freeway, you'll, be, if, you'll end up yeah. somewhere that is ultimately possibly in the exact opposite direction of what you would have naturally curiously <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, done on your own. Right. Yeah. Imagine how many, <clears throat> you know, times if, if you imagine riding on a train, looking out the window and you see something interesting, right. That, that if you were, if it were possible, you would like to stop and, you know, and, and, and take a look at that thing and, you know, check it out. Right. right? Versus yeah. even driving on the freeway, you have many more opportunities to do something like that. You know, and then, um, and I think everyone's had the experience, <clears throat> especially, uh, you know, adults who typically just drive everywhere. If you walk right. somewhere or along some path that you typically, you know, um, uh, go by car, you notice so many, th- it's, it's a completely different experience almost than, you know, than, than driving. And, right. um, and so, yeah, like we're just. What and are, obviously yeah. driving, driving's faster. So there's more opportunities to see things. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's confined to what is visible from the road. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, there's trade-offs, right? Where, right. you know, like the, the, you know, the, there's not a, I don't think we're making a value judgment. We're just sort of make, we're explaining the allegory so we can talk about like when, when did these things maybe get, uh, get out of control right. in terms of like a person's, uh, natural curiosity and, and uh, interest in exploring. Right. Right. And learning. Right. That's, yeah. Natural. Yeah. That's what I like about this, this allegory is it, it, um, it's clear that there are pros and cons at every step, at every stage. Right. Right. And, and at, at, there's no stage where you would say, uh, well, that's definitely bad. Even that, even with the train, like, um, there's some definite advantages to a train system. Right. Yeah. And, um, so it, it allows us to look at that, and if we agree, right? So the first thing is 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 if we agree that that this can help us understand something about the education system, then we can, um, you know, use this this uh, analogy to, like you said, try to discuss. So because here now, if if that's established, then it's established that that there's this spectrum, right? Where on one end of the spectrum, there's more uh, ability more opportunities to choose, to follow interests, to, to be curious about things, to, uh, for it to be individualized and, and personal. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, it's more systematized. Uh, there's more external control, ability for external control, um, right. and ability to impose limitations and, and all those things, which, which have, you know, their place and their use. And, and so the question is, Whatever we choose is going to be based on our uh, philosophy about the goals of education, right? And so if, um, if we say the goal of education is to develop human capital, 
right? And then, and we say like, and we have a certain view of the human being that, um, you know, of course he's going to resist, he or she's going to resist some things, but in the end, they'll submit to whatever program or system or training that you put them in, then, and you don't see any, any, uh, bad in that. I was going to say evil, right. but that might be too dramatic <laughs> for some people. <laughs> you don't see anything bad, anything wrong with that. Um, then you might be totally comfortable with, with the railway system. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to depend on to what degree you, you value the, um, the, the opportunities and existence of these things in, in an education system. But I think the important thing is, is like with this allegory, you see that you have to choose. There's a trade-off, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want the railway system, you can't have the advantages of the highway system, right? Right. You can't have the advantages of the open field. If you want the open field, you have to give up, <laughs> obviously, a lot of things, right? Um, and yeah, that's what I really like about it because it, highl- it highlights that because I, I really feel like a, a lot of times people think you can have all of these things at once. Yeah, and I think and I think it's important for us to 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 sort of clarify that even though I mean you're right, it's perfectly uh, good at showing us the trade-offs at every step. And I think we're introducing it though because I I think we feel like the the train system has become less a matter of choice. Yeah. And uh in our society and it's becoming increasingly a matter of uh, uh well, it's compulsion. Right, right. There's right. a yeah, but some people might be okay with that, right? Like, yeah, right. It, but I, we're obviously coming from the point of view of like the, and you know, there's a lot of individual students right. on this train <laughs> that we've seen, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, yeah. That, from our experience, it's not working out yeah. too well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from our experiences, there's plenty of plenty of kids on the train. They're doing fine. Yeah, but like that, there's significant issues with the ones that aren't, and and the, there there doesn't seem to be. Uh, uh, an understanding uh, of from the, I would say the conductors, I guess, <laughs> right, or the engineers right. at large, right. that they've got a bunch of people on the train that don't need to be on the train. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's the, there's a that, there's an individual the, yeah and human like individual human cost to the train. Right. As well. Right. Yeah. Right. And and is there a point where that human cost is too high? And I would say if if we value the things we say we value in society. Then yeah, it's for sure too high, right? Uh, from what we've seen, yeah. But um, see, I, I think here's this is one place where maybe um, we differ in in the I don't know, like because I think you assume that like most people are going to agree on those things that are valued, which I do too, right? Like I I, I know what you're saying that if you sort of look at our culture and our conventions and whether politically or or whatever or the things that people say and you know and all that yeah are like our rhetoric then it seems like we value those things but i i guess what i what i think the 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 issue is is people really need to figure out what they value because i don't i think and the reason we run into this these problems is because yeah there's not a real deep consideration of that and and maybe after a deep consideration maybe you know some might a portion of the you know population might come to the conclusion that yeah they don't really value <laughs> those things like you know freedom and <laughs> and whatnot <laughs> right and um like the the things that you usually bring up as as the qualities and uh, of a citizen <laughs> right <laughs> my 
My America rants. Right, your America rants. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. Like uh and what but this should be something that, that people consider. Maybe Ameri like, you know, democratic um values seem like something appealing to them, but in actual practice they might find look at themselves in the mirror and find that they're more of like a, you know, a totalitarian or something right <laughs> which is right. i mean that might be tough and i'm not i'm just saying like we i think people need to figure that out right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and make um, a choice also you know like like you gotta decide like right um, what are you committed to now i'm yeah, yeah. I, I think i've crossed the line into preaching at the audience well, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the theme of our latest episodes is crossing the line yeah uh, <laughs> but even then all right but 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 i I'm, I'm gonna say like i'm i think i'm pretty good at imagining like the totalitarian uh, mindset uh mainly because i've been fortunate enough to have that perspective uh, uh discuss that perspective seriously with people yeah and uh but i would say like i think the the worst thing that i see uh in our system is, is that it's, it's so, uh, habituated, like we're, we're, we've habituated ourselves so much to it. It wouldn't even make sense to the totalitarian because the totalitarian <laughs> needs like, you know, effective, like workers at the end of it towards a certain end, uh, -huh. uh not, not people coming off confused and upset that they just went on a train ride that didn't <laughs> take them somewhere that <laughs> right. was helpful. Right. No, you'd want to divert them off to some other end that you could uh, use them for. But, uh, but yeah, of course, I'm So you're saying the, it would, uh, it would, it seems to require more clear, like, um, uh, unambiguous indoctrination. Right, right, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so, um, it, I don't think anyone can look at the, first of all, I don't think anyone can look at the education system and say that it's like bad or, you know, uh, but I, th I think you can look at it and say, it's not a comp like it, like if you you have definite ideas about what it should be accomplishing for society at large, I think you can say, yeah, we got some we got some issues and not small issues, not like right. <laughs> you know not one or two issues, right? It's like at large, we are prescribing. Uh, I mean, we're keeping kids on the train until they're adults. And saying they basically all need to at least get to this one destination, and it's not uh, it's not necessarily at all linked to what our society, like the direction our society is going in. And and <laughs> so I'm gonna go like really like uh, just feel free to tell me to cut all this. John. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, keep going. But. Uh, but you take somebody who, like, the number of times, and this happened when I was in high school, too. The number of times I've heard, you know, students say, well, what did I learn in high school? Like, what did I really learn? Yeah. And, like, of course, they don't always see what they've learned. I, yeah. I think that's, like, that's a misunderstanding of how well you can, like, perceive the changes you're going through while you're going through it. But, uh, but it's clearly a statement about uh, value, right? Like, yeah. is there value in this? And uh, look at the world that I'm having to go into, and what did what did I get from high school? How did high school get me even close to this world that I now have to 
you know, participate in. And I think right. this is why you're getting some of this, like, uh, you you get some of this this uh, complaints about the school system as being like, you know, Ill, it does it ill prepares students for the real world. Um, is because like, yeah, it gets them on this destination, but it keeps like kind of altering that destination to see if, to maximize the number of people it can get there. Yeah. And then by the time it, <laughs> it gets so many students or so many people to the same destination and then they get off the train and it's like the world's, the world, the, the <laughs> society's way over there. Right. Now you yeah. got to find a path right. over to <laughs> right. that. Yeah. No, that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I just say this? Like, like the making, turning it into a railway system changes the destination. Yeah. Necessarily, because like you you said, because when you change it into a railway system, you're, you have to accommodate for, it becomes like this mass standardized thing. Right. Yeah. And whatever that ideal destination was, there's a really good chance that you've been diverted from there. And now you're sending right. all of these, your, your entire society, <laughs> right, to this destination that's other right. than, than the ideal destination that, that you would have wanted for your society. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't come out as, yeah, as controversial as I thought. But yeah, that's like. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know if controversial should be the goal, but. <laughs> but no, I think it's it's very no, no, insightful. It's, it yeah. wasn't the goal. I was right. actually concerned. I was. It was. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, but but yeah, and I mean, I think if you want to look at this in sort of the way it's modernly considered, uh, you know, it's like we have a school system built for whatever the 1950s, and right. it's like, and uh, but not only, ha- but we're not even we're not taking kids to the 1950s destination, but we're right. certainly not taking them to the 2020 right. destination like at large. Yeah. We we're changing it so that we get them all there. Let's see. Yeah. You know, to wherever there right. when you said standardization. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like that might be a clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the uh to get everyone there required changing the destination. Right. Um and that's and, another uh, good point is like the difference between what the ideal destination would have been um you know, 50, 70 years ago and what it would be today. And the fact that once you set up this railway system, you know, uh, how changeable is it, right? To maybe like to me, this would reveal the, um, the error of thinking of, of wanting to set up something as, as permanent as a railway system to get to a destination that's going to change. Right. Yeah. Like the ideal destination is going to change, right? So another way of thinking of this is what's the best way to manage a changing ideal destination? You know, is it to build a railway yeah. system or, you know, or something right. else? Right. Yeah. We need like hovercrafts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Teleporters. Or, or rocket ships. <laughs> rocket. It could be on Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's the allegory. And so we wanted to, to set it out there because we feel like it's uh, it's something that's sort of riding under the surface that we haven't brought up, even though we think about it a lot. So now, when we you know talk about it, we have it established. We can, here. yeah, we can reference it, and and all our listeners will have memorized it and be able to you know <laughs> describe it themselves. <laughs> or, or if they're like a lot of podcast listeners, 
listing everything in reverse. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. so none of it will make sense until uh, we should have saved this for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or we'll just we'll All just right. take this audio and and you know um, insert it insert it end. yeah into every episode yeah oh oh yeah yeah nice little forty minute <laughs> <laughs> yes this is your your required forty minutes of listening before you listen to yeah. unexamined education yes so yeah that's that's we've been you know um, wanting to put that out there for a while because um, yeah. I I really do yeah. think it's otherwise. You know, this sounds so self-important, but like, otherwise it's so easy to misinterpret what we're saying. I, I think this is an allegory that you and I both agree on, right? We both agree that it tracks uh, important questions and issues about education. And um, this framework, it, when we discuss things and we put it into that context, then it, it helps to uh, helps to avoid misinterpretations of those, those things, right? Um, right. And like, for example, if we can apply it to screen, the screen time discussion now, like I would say that using screen time as this term, this just all encompassing term for every behavior and activity that involves a screen is kind of like trying to think of the behavior of people in a really, you know, in a way that can be, you know, standardized and like one label can be applied to it and make it really efficient. Um, and it's sort of the difference between seeing those, you know, that behavior, uh, this is breaking. It seems so clear to me when I first started talking, but like as on a railway system <laughs> versus like, you know, uh, uh, it's like instead of seeing the subtleties and the differences and the, you know, the variations there, like just, just having one monolithic uh, sort of view uh, of it, that's, um, yeah, I, you know what I think? Okay. Yeah. Here's how I'll relate it. And Maybe this will be successful or maybe not. But like that kind of approach to understanding screen time is more appropriate for the railway system. Whereas one right, that right. sees it with more subtlety and more nuance and, you know, uh, understands differences between the different activities that could be done with a screen is more appropriate for a system where um, you're, you know, not seeing, you know, like your expectation isn't that everyone is doing the same thing and, um, you know, they can't get off and they don't just, you know, they don't have any, any freedom um, and they're not powered by their own curiosity and interest and things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> right. No, no, I, I gotcha. I know yeah. what you're trying to do. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it wasn't as clean as I, as I thought it would be when I first started, but. That's okay. I mean, we'll, have, we'll have a chance to come back to it. And I think we're also trying to be careful to, you know, stay focused on talking about the you know, not cross any more lines, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's how it becomes monolithic is because, it, you know, because you're all in that system moving, uh, together. Right. And so it, it spreads, right. And, uh, it's suddenly a thing of concern. Uh, but I, I do want to, uh, let me, I'm going to bring this up and tell me if we should just wait. Okay. Uh, to discuss it. But I do want to also, like use the allegory as an opportunity to to point out like okay we we sort of talked about the roles of the of the young people and how they end up on the trains uh i think it's worth considering what kind of people are working on the trains yeah right yeah, the teachers and then like <laughs> and the principal <laughs> the right <laughs> right yeah uh, 
Yeah. Like what must, what necessarily must be like a goal of theirs to stick with it yeah. for, you know, for a career uh, to say like, yeah, I think it's important to get these kids on this train to get them to this destination. And like, I dedicate my life to it. Right. Like right. there's a lot of good qualities <laughs> that come from someone uh, of like, with that sort of service oriented, right. you know, mindset. Um, however, <laughs> however, I, I think it's not surprising to me when you have uh, sometimes you'll have this really intense social pushback on what's being taught in schools. Um, and uh, and to me, it, it's, it's clear as to why, why that happens. It's like because the, the thing that it takes to keep uh, – uh, students from jumping off the train <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah is like a, a certain approach right, right. Certain, yeah. they have to be managed a certain way and they have to be like assured of certain things right right and uh and so you can have this sort of like and, and, it, and it, if the perception is is that the the train is headed for somewhere that's not even close to where society is well then you're going to have a lot of tension between teachers uh or you know Stewards, <laughs> yeah, porters, porters, yeah. whatever, whatever they're called on a train. Yeah. Attention between the the porters and then the, the the you know the 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 bosses and managers who are expecting their workers, right. you know, yeah. to to come out uh, at a at a, a railway uh, station that's remotely close, right? Yeah, to to where their factory is. Right. And, and and not only that, like, yeah, there's so much here to talk about, and I think this should just you know be our teaser for. For the next episode, we can we can continue this, but um, uh, yeah, like this this the tension that can exist, the relationship between these uh, porters or <laughs> train train attendants, the people who are serving the passengers, basically acting in a, pa- a capacity of of you know helping them, serving them, but also uh, managing them right to a large extent, depending on their behavior. The relationship between them and the, these passengers who have no choice, because so, you know, I think one thing we have to be these aren't these aren't passengers who have necessarily chosen a destination and are you know content to be on this train taking them there. These are passengers right. who've been told this is your destination, right? Regard, right? It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Some of them may like it, you know. Some of them may not yeah. have any problem with it. Some of them, you know, may not like it. And so there will be different attitudes, different. Um, kinds of behavior on the part of the the passengers varying from the most um you know cooperative uh to to ones who are like trying to jump out the window <laughs> you know right right and are trying to make you know the the traveling of of the movement of the train as difficult as possible for example you know right, some who yeah. might be trying to sabotage things yeah. trying to push Pulling the emergency yeah. brakes <laughs> right <laughs> push the porter off the train <laughs> <laughs> You know, or whatever, and uh, yeah, there could be different levels of, you know, uh, resistance, and um, and some reasonable and some unreasonable. You know, just depending on whatever. Um, uh, like here's another another value judgment is that, um, you, a lot of a big question is the rights of those passengers, right? Right. Do they have any right to you know to self determination or choosing things or whatever? If you say no, they don't. Then you know, they just need to be subdued, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you're totalitarian. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but if you say no, yeah, they do have you know some rights, 
their resistance to the porter and the train and everything could be justified, right? In, in that way. And, um, right. but yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to, to talk about here. And I think another thing we want to touch on is, is and maybe you were alluding to this already with, with what you're saying, is the exploitation of the labor of the porter. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the, yeah. how easy it is to underpay the porter <laughs> and overwork. Yeah. And, yeah. And just generally mistreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. I'm getting to that. Yeah. But, but I also have some, you know, I have cr- critiques for the porter, but, but yeah. for sure it's easy to exploit that, uh, that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, I generally, uh, am sympathetic to the porters. Um, because they're 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 trying to manage the system that society at large seems to be endorsing, yeah, and uh, and they're trying to manage it with free beings <laughs> that <laughs> right. have their own ideas, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier, actually, before we before we started recording of where this, you know, where we want to go in the next, uh, at least the next episode, uh, and um, it made me it. it got me to this conclusion and now I'm even more sure of this is that this framework of the allegory of the the train and the path and things is, is really setting me up to probably give my most controversial opinions that I've given so far. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, well we might need to get to that <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and with that should we end the episode? Yeah. <laughs> with that All right. teaser. Well uh with that exciting teaser out there, uh, we'll, we will leave this. So thank you, listeners, for uh, sticking with us uh, in this episode. I hope the, the allegory of the train uh, becomes uh, uh, an, uh, a useful way that we can discuss education. Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for all of the uh, uh, thoughts on it and uh, really, I think, developing it. And thanks for talking with me, as always. My pleasure. Thank you, Sean. Uh, We hope you join us next week. All right. Bye-bye.